Hey guys, welcome back. It's me, Sheena. I've missed you so, so much. Um, I know it's been a long pause of us having a true episode, but I've really been working on this one. Um, and as you can see from the title, it's about depression and anxiety. And first off, I wanted to make sure that when I did this episode with us and shared this space with you, that I came with not pure emotions, but with emotional intelligence. I wanted to be able to speak to you um, and and make sure that I was conveying the information properly and not just coming here an emotional wreck. Also, while I've been doing it, there was things or things I should say that would pop up that I realized I still needed to heal through. And what better way than to take that time and truly address the issues at hand. Now, disclaimer, I would like to start off by saying that this is in no way fashion or form medical advice, okay? I'm not associated with any other medical fields. If you need medical assistance in any form, I advise you, I applaud you in taking those steps to getting the help that you need so that you can be the higher version of yourself. Now, today I'm going to be speaking from my own personal experiences. I'm going to be providing out with the resources that I use or I just came across in my own journey of my different bouts of depression and anxiety. Another thing that I wanted to touch on is please know that this is a safe place, okay? We are all here and creating this space to hold for one another, to learn, develop, grow, heal, whatever that looks like for you. I stand here with you today as you allow yourself permission to feel, to go through, to acknowledge, to know that here you are safe. I am rooting for you 100% and becoming your best self, your highest version of you. And that no matter how hard it is, know that I'm here in spirit, on this platform, rooting for you. Because the one thing that, and I'll not go into it more later, the one thing that I didn't have through my journey of learning what depression was and going through it sometimes was someone just to hold space for me and to know that there was somebody who loved me for me in that moment and beyond. So I love you from the bottom of my heart and I truly mean it. And I'm not just saying this just because it's a word to say. But I'm saying this because I love you as a human. I love you as someone who gets up every day and says, I'm going to do it again. Who may fall down but get back up and say, I'm going to do it again. I applaud you. Now, many of you may not know, but I am from an African or I am from the African American community. Um, and with my experience, the Depression and anxiety is just something that was never discussed. It was a taboo topic. And so I'm going to speak basically from my child eye view and my adult eye view. As a child, 
it was just nothing that was ever discussed. It was not a thing that, um, quote unquote, black people experienced. It was a, a lazy person's disease, if, if, if we can go with that take. So as a child, my thought process was if you felt sad or you felt anxious about something, that meant you need to get up and you need to work harder. And you didn't talk about it. And you didn't tell anybody about your feelings. And you just did what it was, was needed. From my understanding, watching my parents, they didn't have any sadness. They were always working. They were always providing. And they were doing. My grandparents and the other people around me. When I went to school, I heard about depression. But when I brought it back home, it still was beat into me. That is not something that black people deal with you get up and you do what you need to do no one else is going to do it for you and if you don't do it then you're just going to basically fail that's the understanding that I had of it there was nothing more it was just that when I got into college I started to experience um anxiety but I didn't know what it was I wanted to not be around anybody I wanted to just be in my room if I was in front of people, I'd become very anxious. Um, my heart would flutter. I would become really sweaty. And then it was a vicious cycle where I would want to be by myself. And I would have these different thoughts that weren't healthy thoughts. And I would basically demean my own self. But I remembered, you can't sit here. You can't not do. Being lazy is not a choice. So I would work four jobs. I would jump in. I would always make sure everyone else was happy around me, no matter how I felt. Until one day I crashed. I was just exhausted. And I had a college friend say, maybe you should go see the therapist on campus. Excuse me? No, ma'am. That's not something up for discussion. We don't do that. As a black woman, I don't do that. I don't need it. I just need to get back up and I need to work. So I did that. I got back up. I did the work. I was working four jobs again and, and I was doing it. And I would come home and I would go sleep and I would do it again. And I'd go to school. That was all. That was the cycle, right? Until again, I crashed. And at this moment, I realized this wasn't working for me. I didn't like this feeling. I didn't like that I was having these heart flutters and I was so uneasy and nervous around people. I was sometimes paranoid. Well, this working and getting up and going to sleep, I mean, or going to sleep and getting up and going to work and going to school, it's not working. So I took her advice without telling anybody and I went and saw the therapist. And I remember sitting in the chair across from this woman and I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing here? And she asked me about my family and just some family background. And as I'm describing my family background, she's looking at me, her eyes all wide. And she's like, I can't believe it took this long for you to crash. Wait, what do you mean to crash? So long story short, by the time I leave, I have a referral in hand to see a psychiatrist. Okay, what does this mean? Obviously, I looked it up and I understood what a psychiatrist was, but I went to tell my mom and 
the reaction was my first lesson in learning when you're healing and going through depression or anxiety. Sometimes you have to realize who you can talk to. When I told my mom, she flipped shit on me. We don't do that here. (laughs) What do you mean we don't do this? I need help. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to go back to doing what you do and don't worry about that stuff. We don't do that. People are going to think you're crazy. And what if the family finds out? Do you know how defeating that feels? Because I knew I was suffering. I knew that I didn't feel okay. But turning to one person I thought would be the most encouraging person for me at the time made me feel like I had did such a disservice to my family that it broke my heart. Needless to say, at that time, I didn't get the help I needed. And I went through a even darker time. And I just spiraled out of control to the point where I was cutting myself. I was taking pills, anything to release the pain or numb the pain. There is a a time through all of this. And the only thing that brought me out of this cycle was something that happened that was on a spiritual level. And for sake of time, I'll save that for another episode. Just remind me to tell you about my experience of meeting an angel and my experience of meeting the, a, a devil, basically. But when that happened, I realized that I had more purpose in life. And I also realized that my depression and anxiety were not because of... um what am I looking for? It wasn't because of what I was doing to myself, if that makes sense. It was more so of what I wasn't allowing myself to do. And what I mean by that is I was living inside of someone else's box. Okay. I was living within someone else's parameters to define my life, be it that was my parents, be it that it was society. And because I was not functioning at my higher self and I was always trying to please other people and get validation from other people. I was stuck. Depression for me was living in my past. So what I mean by that is I was constantly reevaluating something I had done and how I could have done it better. And anxiety for me was worrying about the worst of what the worst in the future, something that had not even taken place. But my mind would go to the worst of the worst without even taking action. I was never present. And with me never being present, I never enjoyed myself and realized I needed to be myself in every situation in order to thrive. So for me, it was going to the therapist then going to a psychiatrist, getting the help that I needed in order for me to recognize I have value and I'm value added in every situation that I go in. Now looking at depression through adult eyes and anxiety as well, I realized that there's three things in order for me to thrive. It is how I speak to myself, that's with affirmations, mantras, meditation, um, self-help books, 
it is my environment, be it that I clean my house, <laughs> be it that when I'm at work, I set the environment and the tone of how I want to be treated, no matter if you're a director or you're my coworker or you're someone, quote unquote, in the hierarchy below me. I set the tone of how I want to be treated and how we're going to treat each other. You know, it's going to be kindness. It's going to be growth. It's going to be encouragement. So my environment is very, very, very important to me. And that leads into the type of people that are I call my safe people. These are the people that, as a human, you want to be seen, loved, and heard. And these people meet that. When I'm with them, I'm seen for who I am. I'm loved for who I am. And I'm heard. My, my voice is not muffled when I'm with them. I can speak my truth. I can express how I need to express something and grow within that. And we grow together. So those have been the three things that have truly helped me. Some additional resources um, are to look into what your company offers. They have, or many companies now have employee assistant programs that offer either free or reduced rate um, assistance for their employees, be it mental health, uh, financial health, just an array of things. Also, just doing a quick Google search or asking around about local um, community events. Sometimes at different community events, there'll be different people there who help within the mental health um, field. Looking up local hotlines to call or just a national hotline for suicide prevention. And I'll put those links into our um, description box with the podcast so that you have that um, really available for you as well. If you have um, any more resources, especially those that are in the medical field or people who are or anybody that's going through and have found things to help them on their journey, I would love to hear your input, um, if you could leave it at our email at acumenmindset at gmail.com or by the voicemail option, that would be greatly appreciated. With that being said, um, you guys, I love you. And until next time, namaste.